0: Hello, welcome to the RD Energy April two thousand and twenty two Stay Current Newsletter. Energy prices are still soaring. We are seeing today, April the fifth, two thousand twenty two, that May natural gas NYMEX futures are trading above six dollars in MMBTU. Actually, prices from May clear through February two thousand twenty three are trading above. per MMBTU. What is happening? Will prices come back down? Those are the questions we're hearing from client after client. This is a very concerning issue. Energy prices are at levels not seen in many, many years and at sustained levels going out into the future that we haven't seen in many, many, many years. And this isn't a sudden occurrence, and this isn't a, uh, a very quick occurrence. It's not gonna be that prices suddenly drop $2 um, because we're in a, a technical short squeeze. We have a fundamentally driven natural gas and electric market that is being driven primarily by supply and demand where demand is the strong player in this, uh, as we look at domestic demand and global demand, we look at a few things you know easily as the key drivers right now. One is the revised cooler April temperatures that keeps coming in, and even this morning they came in much colder for the third week of April. That's pushing you know making a lot more gas demand in April that wasn't expected. March turned out to be a lot uh, cooler than expected. And now April is turning out to be a lot cooler than expected. So we have a natural gas storage level that's already around 300 BCF behind uh, 2021 and actually behind the the five-year average. We're already behind in storage and we're entering into the injection season with colder than normal temperatures, which will be, you know, uh, a slow pace to, you know, getting gas back into storage. Our storage injections will be slower probably than a year ago because of the cooler temperatures. LNG, of course, is also a a key driver. The LNG, of course, has never been more critical, you know, to Europe. And now, um, you know, we're just they're trying to look at ways that they can actually do more LNG with the current facilities to try to squeeze out more molecules of LNG to, to get above the current record levels that we've already been sending over to Europe and Asia. Now we also need to look at, you know, where current natural gas production in the U.S. is versus uh, where it was pre-COVID-19. Right now, natural gas, the number of rigs, while the natural gas rigs is up from um, you know January and December of last year., you know, it's up substantially, up 30some percent, but it's well, well below. Those production levels are well below where it was pre-COVID-19, when we were hitting record natural gas and record oil production year after year. From 2018 and 19, we just kept breaking uh, records on how much gas production and oil production we had in the U.S. where we had a very, very robust drilling programs. But when um, COVID-19 hit, suddenly all this global demand dried up. Gas price, Natural gas prices, oil prices plummeted. So what happens? Of course, natural gas drilling comes to a halt. Our production is is still ongoing, but new drilling, which is very, very critically important to keep up even sustained levels of production, you have to keep some drilling going on just to keep the sustained level of natural gas production ongoing. So when the drilling stopped, because of global demand stopped, then so did the ability to even maintain the current, you know, high level of production the U.S. was having. So even today, even with, you know, drilling beginning again, um, our natural gas production is well below what the record numbers were pre-COVID-19. So we kind of say, well, Demand actually came back in 2021 pretty quickly. We saw, you know, the, the U.S. economy and actually the global economy really become strong in 2021. It kind of shook off the COVID-19 um, obstacle that, you know, got thrown in its path and really rebounded in a big way. Meanwhile, natural gas and oil production in the U.S. did not rebound like demand did. Instead, the natural gas producers and oil producers, they decided on a different strat- strategy. They decided that instead of doing active new drilling, they would take those dollars that they were getting and they would they would basically use those dollars to um, buy back stock, pay extra dividends to the investors, and of course, when all that's happening, you got big bonuses going out. So so basically due to their changing of priorities of using instead of putting money into new drilling, uh, they they ended up putting more dollars into finishing wells that were already complete, you know, that was already drilled but not completed. So they we saw the US inventory of wells drilled but uncompleted drop substantially over the past year, year and a half, to the point where we don't have a lot more left to do. So now we need to um, do new drilling because we just cannot sustain the pace of natural gas production in the U.S. without new drilling. And and actually, what we've seen is, when we, we saw today, even in uh, Bloomberg, we saw that... Um, Exxon, for example, recorded in in, in quarter number one a 44 uh a, a massive record uh, profit than they've the uh, profits they haven't seen since 2008. So what we have seen in 2021, Exxon and three other large supply uh, producers of natural gas and oil spent forty-four billion dollars on stock buybacks, stock um, dividend payouts and bonuses instead of new drilling. Um, they plan to do another 32 billion in 2022 of more stock backbacks, uh, buybacks, uh, dividends and bonuses. So what is happening? It, because of this lack of drilling, on the part of the producers changing their priorities of what's important, energy prices, at gasoline at the pumps, natural gas for our homes and businesses, as well as oil prices, has gone up exponentially. So we have to look and say, well, <laughs> what is? Why did they do this? Well, they wanted to get, um, you know, it's basically they wanted to get more profit into their own hands and into the investors' hands, and and actually, in some ways, of course, they're benefiting from these higher energy prices as you look at their record amount of profits not seen in more than a decade so you you kind of look and say okay they were selling lng over in europe and asia at five or six or seven times what they what they could sell natural gas for to the us consumer they're now selling gasoline at the highest prices in many, many, many years. And so homeowners paid this past winter gas prices that were more than double for their home than the the year before. So we are seeing electric utilities raise their rates, natural gas utilities raise their rates. We're seeing the manufacturers and schools and everybody seeing all their bills going up exponentially due to this production of the oil and gas producers deciding to change their focus, and instead of investing in new drilling, they decided to do it in stock buybacks and dividend payouts and bonuses. So now the the U.S. is actually going to them. It, it, actually, the, the oil and gas producers have the American public right where they want them. They have them where... They're blaming everybody else for why drilling is not ongoing. Meanwhile, you know, the focus of why the drilling didn't happen is not on the oil and gas producers, it's on everybody else. So now, again, get everybody fighting about who's to blame for that. But meanwhile, now the American public is going to the very people that caused the problem and looking to them as heroes and saying, hey, please drill more and drill more and let's get these prices down. So while at the same time that the very people who caused the problem, they've got the American public looking elsewhere to blame people. But meanwhile, they're the ones who raked in corporate record profits. And so there comes a time when we kind of have to speak the truth and call this out kind of from the rooftops and say, hey, this is not corporate profit. This is corporate gouging. This has taken the American public from every consumer, large and small, is paying massive amount for energy prices because a big reason is because oil and gas producers decided to take the profits and pay out dividends and not do new drilling. Yes, we can look at federal pipeline projects and we can look at things like that and say that's one of the causes. And those were some things that did help. Um uh, in a way, create a little bit, but that 's not really the main issue. Yes, there are FERC just approved three new pipeline projects, two to help the infrastructure down in the Gulf of Mexico. One was to get more pipeline space to the lNG export terminals. so projects are loosening up, and there are projects being done. And now new drilling is becoming, you know, coming online. But now they're starting to face what everybody else is facing. Supply chain issues, getting the material they needed, getting enough employees uh, to do the drilling. There's a lack of fracking crews to complete the wells. Once the wells are drilled, they have the same issues of all other employers that many of you have been facing for a long, long time. So now we're in that jam as we got to ramp up natural gas and oil production as fast as we can uh to meet the global and de- natural gas demand so we haven't been able to keep up with demand over the past year or two the question is can they continue to ramp up their oil and gas production to the level it needs to be to meet demand we are seeing one of the things we're seeing is that there are also beginning to build new LNG plants that will come into play in 2024 and 25 and 26. So we're going to see our LNG export capacity rise from a current 13.4 BCF per day, maybe to as much as 23 BCF a day. That's more LNG. So we're seeing natural gas prices and therefore electric prices, because again, remember, electric gas, electric prices run very parallel to natural gas prices, which, the, which is the driver of both. So as we're looking at the prices for 2025 and 26, those prices are rising a much, much quicker than the 2022 and 23 Nymex prices. So at a faster pace are these 24 and 25, 26 years than 22 and 23, because what was seen before, kind of as an undervalued commodity, and nobody really was looking at trading too much out there into the future, they're now seeing that there's going to be all this new LNG exports uh, capacity, and there's going to be a lot of demand, especially in Europe, for the U- U.S. LNG natural gas, and thus there's this all new demand developing before our eyes while uh, you know, the traders are looking saying now the consumers and the traders are looking out into these forward years and saying, Hey, that's a good value. When I look and see that natural gas out in two thousand and twenty six is priced at three sixty, when I'm looking at today, prices are six dollars. That's a great deal for me. So we're seeing those prices rise from 360s down to the 380s and it won't be long before those prices will be at $4 well below the current 6 but so you can see there's a lot of lot of dynamics that's going on you got the front months that are continuing to rise but now you have the the back years 24 25 and 26 actually rising quicker than the the current year so there's a lot of things going on that's very Um, unusual and very dynamic. So um, when we look now, we have to go back and say, okay, how do we lessen the impact of these higher prices? How do we make a strategy to do, make a, you know, make some type of a purchase or make some type of a strategy? What do we do? Consumers have to look and say, this is affecting my profit. This is affecting my bottom line. This is affecting budgets, my product costs. What can I sell my product for? This is you know, affecting my school budgets and my, you know, keeping my grocery stores open. All these things, energy prices is, is a driving factor of all consumers' budgets. So you've got to, there's a real urgency there. We feel the real urgency there with our own clients. And now as we talk to new prospects every day, we're we're getting their urgency. They some may say, I've got a few I've got a contract, supply contracts for electric and gas coming up in a few months. That urgency is extreme. But those who have energy contracts in a year or two don't feel the urgency yet because they're kind of hopeful that prices are going to really come back down and you know and they won't have to suffer through this. But the fact is, we don't know. It could be higher by the time you get there. A strategy begins now, talking about it and looking at budgets and looking at product cost and looking at energy prices to see how do we make, how do we lessen the impact? How do we lower? How do we look at programs like peak load management and demand response and and dollar cost averaging procurement? What do we do? So there's no one better to look at these programs with you than RD Energy. That's what we do. We love to coach. We love to advise. We love to work together with you to help our uh, clients and be our client to to focus on them and how they can lessen the impact. It's never been more urgent to talk about it. You cannot it, it, talking about it should not even not even be an option now. You have to talk about it ignoring the issue is not an option. And so, you know, what our advice is, is to get on our calendar as soon as you can so that we can start talking about it. Yes, we're extremely busy working with our current clients. Our current clients is our primary focus. They always will be. If you want to be one of our clients and part of our primary focus, you need to be getting on our calendar so we can talk and we can start working and strategizing together. So, hey, thanks again for listening to the RD Energy Stay Current Newsletter. And it will be time to talk soon. And uh, until next month, uh, stay safe.